0: to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we investigate the truthfulness of movies included in the IMDb top 250 movies of all time.
1: My name is Johannes and my hands are not on my butt right now. Okay, uh, and I am Raji. and <laughs> Today, we're talking about
0: another film on that list. A movie supposedly stipped in political intrigue. The Lives of Others or Das Leben der Anderen
1: The Lives of Others was released to widespread acclaim on March 23rd, 2006. One critical reviewer stated, "The Lives of Others doesn't sacrifice character for cloak and dagger chases and the performance stays with you."
0: Strong words from Rotten Tomatoes, but we know those statements can be wrong. Life is Beautiful is a classic case of critics overselling
1: Oh, that's not the only one, but uh, so so it is up to us to take these great words etched in tomatoes and make the audience realize why they are wrong. Well, that's the intro in a few words. Can you describe what makes you happy, my friend? I saw the Barbie film, <laughs> and
0: uh, yes. I, I I actually liked the film quite a lot. You know it's a it's a very good film. Let's uh, let's start with that. I really enjoyed the film, um, and I think that it showed opened my eyes to uh, the lives of others in our society. You know, good segue. that's, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a,
1: I'll,
0: I'll give you an example. I, I was using this as an example. It's like, okay, I'll give you, when I travel to Turkey, You know, I had a blast in Turkey. I had fun. I would go to, I went to a particular restaurant. I met everyone, the cook. Everybody was like, oh man, you're so cool. You're so cool. People were taking pictures with me on the park, inappropriately touching my legs while they do it. Like, oh man, we've never seen a black person before. Very interesting. I enjoyed my trip. But then I asked my friend, like, hey, I was in Turkey. Great trip one of the most fun cities I've ever been, Istanbul. And she was like, man, I had a horrible time because everywhere it went, people were just staring at me. It was horrible. The men were disrespectful to me. And I was like, huh, I didn't understand it until I saw the Barbie film. And in the Venice Beach scene where all the men were staring and she was like, oh my God, I feel like the world is, you know, feels dangerous. I was like, "Huh? So maybe that's how my friend felt when she was in Istanbul." So, like I said, it opened my eyes to the lives of others. Um, I'm a selfish person. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't deny that.
1: I mean, you know, I I, I, I very sympathized with the job description of beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was a funny line too. That's what do you do, beach? I love it. <laughs> Uh, that's great. I'm I'm happy to hear you had a great uh, experience with Barbie. I enjoyed the movie too. I think it kind of fell fell flat a little in the end for me, but you know, it was, the visuals were great.
0: I'm going to tell you this: my wife was crying in the film. So at that very end, where you you said it fell flat, she was wailing, and I was like, "What the heck is going on? I don't get it." But then I was like, "Put yourself in her shoes." Oh the lives of others the lives of others alright that's, uh, <laughs> that's all I have
1: <laughs> okay as for uh, what makes me happy so I um, I saw a bunch of classic movies and uh, lately I sent you the trailer and you're like what is going on I don't know <laughs> the beautiful movie called Liquid Sky um, and I got all dressed up I had like neon makeup in my face and all that it was fantastic I saw that in the theater here I had a very good time. It's a hilarious movie. It's kind of a punk 80s movie about aliens getting energy from heroin and orgasms. It's wild. It's a ride. It's on YouTube. I highly recommend it if you're in for like two hours of crazy music and crazy punk aesthetic. It's a ride, but it's fun.
0: Yeah, I saw the trailer. I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on in this. I don't know. Yeah.
1: it's it's so jarring in in just the the cuts and the edits and like upon second the second time i've seen this like once you kind of understand what they're trying to do like on paper they do everything right because everything is set up and everything makes sense and everything you know is kind of explained with the visuals but when you see it for the first time it's like what is going on nothing Mm. makes sense so it's kind of an interesting like yes it's kind of textbook, but it's also so far from it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really wild. It's 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 a ride. Uh, I Highly recommend checking it out if you're in the mood for something really weird.
0: You know, I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna go check it out one of these days. Maybe smoke some weed and go check out the film. See how that trip is gonna <laughs> go. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very colorful. It might be fun. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, <laughs> das Leben der anderen. Let's let's talk about uh, the first German movie on the list. What did you say? How did you say it? Das Leben der Anderen.
0: Ah, you said it very fast. The Lives of Others. Ah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm um, trying to improve my
1: German. First German movie, I'm I'm happy it's this one and not another das, one. There's so many bad movies. Der Untergang. Das oh, not. That would be a good one. Das Boot, yeah. Might be good. You know, um, but this this is a worthy contestant on this list for a German movie, I think. So here we are. It's not, the
0: only, it's not the only German film that deals with the Cold War, because this movie is, uh, it's on parallel, you know, well, not necessarily parallel, but I mean, the very end is parallel to it. Um, I think one of the few ones that I really enjoyed was uh, uh, Blame It on Lenin, which is a, which is a very good one.
1: Oh, the uh, goodbye Lenin? Goodbye, yeah. Lenin. No, yeah,
0: yeah was it, yeah. yeah. Goodbye, Lenin. Uh,
1: all right, cool. Yeah, There's a lot of nothing in terms of German movies coming up on the list. So it's going savor this moment. It's
0: almost as if this uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall was like a traumatic ex, uh, experience for you guys. Uh, almost like a like the the presence of the wall was a traumatic experience, and the the downfall of the wall kind of like was like a moment of like like exhaling, like, oh God, we're free.
1: That was the impression I got from this film. Yeah, I mean I I grew up in West Germany, right? So and that was like five when that happened. So mm. for me that was not necessarily the experience that I lived. <laughs> but yes, I think once we go more into what this movie is about, uh you start to understand why there's this relief of like at least for for a lot of people mm. like once the wall came down right but in order to get there let's listen to a synopsis the lives of others is a 2006 drama film directed by florian henke von set in east germany before the fall of the berlin wall the movie follows gerd wiesler a meticulous Stasi officer as he is assigned to surveil a playwright and his lover. Through his covert monitoring, Visa becomes increasingly entangled in their lives, leading to a profound transformation in his own beliefs and loyalties. The film explores the themes of surveillance, privacy, art, and the impact of human connections in a repressive society. With its powerful performance and intricate storytelling, the lives of others delves into the moral complexities of personal and political choices during a tumultuous period in history. So, yeah, that's uh, that's heavy. Very, very heavy. Um, I almost he- feel like crying. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> as, as Marty in the, in the great words of Marty McFly. That's heavy. Uh, all right. So all right. are we going to be doing the coin toss now? We are going to do the coin toss, my friend. What's it going to be?
0: I'm going to go with heads.
1: Heads? I want to go for this film. All right. This guy tries to see the squirm today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. That's okay. fine. I'll collect my thoughts. And uh, there we go. I, I can always go negative on the film. Too. No, no, no. You select it. It's wow. what it is.
0: Okay. Let's go for sticking. it
1: then. We have a format. We're sticking to the format.
0: Okay. All right. I'm not going right. to go easy on you. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor.
1: Your honor. The lives of others... Is yet another example of German cinema that is slow and uninteresting, uh, of a time period that is kind of hidden from the cultural zeitgeist, uh, especially here in the US. There's nothing really known or like talked about about East Berlin during the time of the GDR, and what we're seeing here is just kind of a small fragment. Uh, a glimpse into surveillance tactics of uh, artists. Well, the artists are not doing the surveillance, but they're being surveilled. And we are left with a, almost two and a half hour movie about that. And sure, it's kind of harrowing and, and kind of insane that people did this to each other, kind of surveilled their every move and uh it's kind of wild that uh, everything was used against them and we have this master surveillor that um, follows them and that he he gets turned by their story basically uh, because he understands the the regime is not necessarily for the the true socialist but there are people that are uh, in it for themselves and on paper that's all cool that's all fine makes you know makes for an interesting story but i found this to be really kind of dragging along and boring there's not like crazy amounts of dialogue the main character doesn't speak that much um everything's just kind of humming along and ultimately i'm not sure what i'm supposed to get from this the surveillance of other people is bad already kind of knew it i already have ring cameras on my my house (laughs) but (laughs) i'm all into that um so yeah and then you know just kind of coming from a west german perspective it's like okay truly this was bad but things are different now life is better people are not surveilling on each other we let you know, Mark Zuckerberg do that now for us. Um, are there movies about that? Nope. So, all in all, you know, it's 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 just kind of I, I question the relevance of this at this point, and I found it to be kind of dragging and boring.
0: All right, there was a uh, there was a statement in the film um, where what the protagonist was sitting down with one of the people that he was interviewing and he goes, if you think our humanistic humanistic system is capable of such a thing, that alone will justify your arrest. And I was like, mind blown. So this happened within the first 10 minutes of the film and I was like, wow, hypocrisy right from the start. You know, it's a movie where idealism slowly fades away to reality, where folks who are comfortable in their role uh, are given a a lucky card, a lucky break, just because the person who is monitoring them gives them, um, what do you call it, can sympathize with their acts. Um, We start with a protagonist who is idealistic, very machine-like. And um, he starts to realize that the world around him is corrupt, Power is destroying the idea of idealism within the party, um, you know. And, you know, there was a statement by one of the people who was monitoring who says, uh, while talking about sex, and, and they were like, oh, they're already at it. That's why I like monitoring priests, humanitarians, and artists. They're always at it. So basically, everybody is a hypocrite. Um, they have an outward view and they have a inward view. And the corruption doesn't go... And uh, with the people who are, they're monitoring, it goes all the way to the top officials because the top officials are corrupt too. They are using women uh, as tools for their sexual pleasure. And we have a, a, a protagonist in this movie who slowly begins to realize that the world that he's trying to protect is one that is not worth protecting. And he sees it through the lives of these two artists who he appreciates. And as the system breaks those two down, he comes out of, he escapes the system and decides to make a way for himself. And I think it's a beautiful story of change. Um, one, one individual slowly becoming a, um, being caught up in the system, one individual who is an incredible centrist, slowly uh, trying to maintain his centrism in the system, and somebody who was part of the system breaking out of it. And this movie is about change in many ways, um, and we all see that through the intrigue. Um, There may not be as much dialogue, but the actions speak a lot. And I think that this movie does an effective job of um, showing us how difficult it can be to live in a world uh, ruled by socialist (coughs) Bernie Sanders. Uh, Thank you.
1: Strong words there. Um,
0: Yeah, I know. Which one? The Bernie Sanders word? (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you interpret
1: that. Um, I mean, I guess my, my question to you is, like, at the end of the day, like the only person that is changing here is the main, the main character, the protagonist, right? And although I mean, he is, I mean, the wife changes to the girlfriend
0: of the uh, actor, because true, during but for the, the worst, interview, right? Yeah, I mean for the worse. because she's to, she's submitted she, and said, "I'm going to be an instrument for the state." tell me what you want from me. Uh but she couldn't live with that you know decision and she killed herself spoiler alert.
1: Well, I think I think the problem with her is that she probably would have been able to live with it, but then she was in the in the house when the discovery was made, right? So then yeah. it came the burden came on her. So she's kind of she's not a great character. Like even though we're supposed to feel heavily sympathizing with her because she's She's abused for power and all that, right? And she's kind of put into this place where either you do this or you will never work as a as an actor again. So you know she's she's trying to cope with those weird power dynamics of politics in that time, um, and continues to do so and sells her boyfriend out for it for her own self preservation. So I guess there's a, it's questionable, right? But then we, we have um, Wiesler, who's the main dude. And sure, he's, he's been kind of a hardliner, like super Stasi person. He's teaching classes and, you know, you know we're getting to learn that he's like one of the best of the trade. Um, I'm still not fully convinced what really changed, like what triggered the change um there's a moment where he's in an elevator with a kid and the kid calls him out and it's like aren't you part of the the stasi right the the state security and he almost wants to go into well who you know who told you that and you know uh, and then the kid says M- my father and my father said you know you spy on people or whatever and um he had the urge to to be like oh who's your father right and then go down the process of you know your father's going to be in trouble you'll never see your father again but he hesitates and um from what i've read that's kind of seen as the turning point for him but i'm not entirely sure what triggered the turning point like he's he's observing the writer and they start talking about something is wrong is it really just that his boss is just kind of continuously like, "I'll do this for me and 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 we'll all you know come out clean and we'll all be great uh, and that's kind of questioning his his all worldview and like i I don't think the motivation is like super clear of his turning for somebody who's such a hardliner.
0: Um, uh, if you're asking me, or uh, I I don't know yeah. if you're asking me directly. I don't know, I don't know what changed him, and if there was going to be a critique criticism of this film, I think that would be the strongest one I would have gone for. Um, I I mean I've watched this film several times. I I don't know what particularly changed him, uh. But I'm not here to argue against this movie, so I'm going to just sidestep that conversation and let <laughs> you deal with it.
1: Uh, <laughs> Um, like I think I, I, I think you can draw many parallels to, to today's politics, right? I wouldn't go to to the Bernie camp, but I would go more towards the the MAGA camp, right? Where you have hardliners that are just so into it, and and it's it's like that's the world, that's the concept, that's the belief system, and their leaderships uh, and then their leaders. But it's it seems to be like very hard to correct that and get people to understand, like, where you are, especially people in higher positions. But I think there's more nuance to that because all these people are in it for themselves, right? They try to to come out on top, Um, which, which in that whole framework partially also works, and that's probably what triggered the realization that, you know, socialism, like on paper, interesting concept, maybe, I don't know, Right But um, but at the end of the day, people in leadership that are in leadership will always try to, you know, get ahead of other mm. people. right? So I guess um, it's just kind of tricky to figure out like why, why is he changing? And why is somebody who is like that high up and has that kind of power all of a sudden, you know, like going against that, and then he's content with working as an envelope opener for five years. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's just kind of hard to reconcile, I think. What I will say
0: is that it does show the hypocrisy of the system. Um, a system that is built to benefit everybody. We find out that even towards the end, um, and as the system got more and more corrupt, everybody ended up just looking out for themselves there are several references to careers oh man it's let's do this for your career um the um the main character um you know said uh he was going to do that to move up in the career after he met with um the chief constable um i forgot what his name is uh and they met with um, the minister and the minister says like, hey, just find some some dirt on him and we can see what we can do. That would help your career. Uh, career. Everybody was thinking about their career from the very beginning to the very end. It was like the main motivation for everyone. Um, even the uh, the actress, Krista Marie, Krista Marie, Krista Maria, um when uh, she was confronted by uh a uh, uh, boyfriend at the time um, and they were having the discussion just before she had to see the minister the second time, um, she said like hey uh, but you seem you say I am in bed with them, but aren't you in bed with them? aren't you doing this for your career? all your friends are you know he's he doesn't want to offset the system because upsetting the system, would not help his career. So he turns a blind eye to everything going on around him, um, which sounds a lot like me, to be honest. Um, (laughs) um, And uh, in a scenario like that, she goes, you're criticizing me for thinking about my career, but you benefit in this system. Um, And the fact that you're not doing anything is also an indication that you're in bed with them too. So there's a lot of conversations about what would this action mean for your career, which goes against the whole concept of socialism where it's like, hey, what's the benefit of everybody? So there's, it's also, a you know, a critique of the system. And I think once the uh, uh, G- uh, Weasler sees that everybody's just out for themselves, I think he may have become disillusioned with the system. Um, and then he listens to the arguments of the artist's the passion, which he doesn't have a lot. I mean, we got introduced to him acting like a robot, but this guy listens to them going at it all night and then he gains a passion. He's almost like that was like passion food for him. And he's, you know, getting prostitutes to come over, eating rice with ketchup and maybe some spices. I don't know. Um, But he, he was very, his life was very bland and his knife never became less bland. But I think he got infused with that notion that I don't want to be bad anymore. Um, and the conversation he had with the kid in the elevator kind of informs that last thing when he opened the book and he saw that the book was addressed to him. And he said, this is for me. Um, because he felt like all his actions justified that. So that's my, you know overall view of the film uh
1: i mean i guess like m- m- on a on the mental level the character grows right but on a on a like lifestyle level like he he stagnates or goes backwards right like he he has all the success in the in the world working for the secret police basically right but he still lives a loser life Mm. right like he's alone his apartment is like super bare bones um he eats rice with ketchup and there's seasoning and ketchup so i guess there's some spices there right but it's 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 this gigantic apartment building not very like no frills right and yes he he um hires a woman and i mean it's 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 interesting, i guess there's, there's just kind of a social commentary of even if you're like a higher up scary person at this secret police thing, mm-hmm. you're still kind of a loser, right like it's not like you're living in the in the riches um so again, it all come kind of comes back from from to the motivation of his change like is there is there anything he gains? no, he loses because arguably his job is getting more dull, and he never recovers from that basically right like after the wall once goes down he he's a he's like giving paper adverts um like he's a mail carrier type of person and that's fine and all right but but like from being somebody who's high up and then like a, like spying on people to that it's quite the downfall and it makes you wonder why like you would think that after the wall came down that there's more opportunities he seemed to be a good teacher. He seemed to be knowing his electronics, right? So it's just kind of like, but but like, how are we supposed to feel for this guy now? Like, are we supposed to have pity? That's kind of questionable because he had he, he did all these bad things. Yes, he turned, but uh, like then he 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 paid for that turn, right? Uh, so are we supposed to feel pity? I'm not sure. I don't necessarily think so but um yeah it's just very conflicting like the to me like i don't i don't know what to do with him and i don't know why he did the things he did and and that just kind of makes the whole thing a little messy and that's why i feel like not a great movie on this list I i will say that i don't think the actor portrayed any
0: interest in you feeling bad for him i think the decision to go good was a Was a personal decision um, based on the arguments he heard. Um, He put himself at high risk. And at no point, even when um, Grubitz comes over to him at the end of the film and says that your career is over, he didn't react to that. He just said, All right, cool. My career is over. I'm going to be opening envelopes for the rest of my life. No reactions whatsoever. Um, I don't think, I think he was doing it for himself. but yeah, I mean, I, if, when we go to the next section, I can talk a little bit more about the major problem with the film. Um, but I will say that I loved, I liked the music quite a lot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say love, but the movie, the move, the music helps set the scenes in a lot of areas. Um, the movie, uh, the cities they filmed in do feel lived in. Um, and it the sets were really really cool uh for a movie that was shot uh in 2006 i mean germany still has a significant uh remnant of east germany so i i don't i don't ex- i don't imagine that it's very difficult to replicate uh at this time especially in berlin um but i, I do think that the way they did it you do feel um, and I think one of the things that I would call, call to question was the cars they were using, uh, which was always a symbol for the, the, the transition, because I know at the beginning to the middle of the film, they used a lot of Russian-built cars. And at the very end, when it goes to the minister to go, the ministry to go check out the records, you could see that a lot of Western cars had come in. There was Mercedes-Benz and Toyotas, all of them. And I think that they, they used vehicles as a, as a proxy to show how transition is happening uh, from East to West. So I, I thought it was a really great film.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I, Another thing that I noticed, right, just kind of, a, uh, this is kind of annoying, is when they bug the apartment, right, they go, they only have like 20 minutes. And they make a big deal out of that, like 20 minutes, they do the time check. And he goes up and sets up his equipment upstairs and um, yada, 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 right? They plant all the bugs. And then later at the end, when the, when the um, writer is uh, kind of looking for all the bugs and the like behind the plates and all that he starts kind of ripping off a wallpaper with wires and all that it was like those are very skilled uh, people that are able to hide bugs oh, like behind wallpaper <laughs> in 20 minutes right so so there's like little things like that like it makes for a good visual and it's like oh this is crazy but then we've seen them put it in and we've seen them not doing that mm-hmm. right so it's like there's like little things like that where I'm like okay it's yeah, sloppy like it's 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 done for the for, for the for the visuals of it but it doesn't make sense because
0: yeah I, I think one of the things that I, I would say is we don't know if they went back in several times after to do it that could be a possibility I can't say for sure um yeah. but yeah they never indicated in the film so it is kind, it's kind of sloppy yes you're all right. but right
1: yeah. All right, cool. Should we go over to the sidebar? Sidebar.
0: Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. say. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest.
1: We could totally be lawyers. Hello. Yeah, are at the sidebar. Oh. <laughs> sidebar. Sidebar. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like this movie. I think it's a great movie. I think the, the one of the strongest things about this movie is the performance. Like, they're very clean, reserved, like, movement of him, of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ulrich Muir. Mm-hmm. So the movement of him is, like, very, um, calculated. And, like, very just straight up, um, very reserved very controlled and i thought that that was beautiful to see just kind of like embodying that that kind of framework of like rigidity and rules and you know leadership and and all that um and then he he loses that when when she's uh throwing herself uh, in front of the car basically right then he loses all of that then just Mm -hmm. runs to her so that was that was interesting to see, and I think that's one of the strongest uh, components of this. Um, I, I think, like for me, one of the the best scenes that kind of embodies the whole weird power dynamics and all that is the uh, cafeteria scene where this one dude is is telling a joke, right? And you kind of you're not sure if um, if the um, lieutenant person is like joking with him or not yep right he's playing with him and you can tell he's really playing with him and there's this messed up power dynamic Mm -hmm. and it's like oh it's fine to laugh you know i have a funny one too blah 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 and then uh and then you see him all the way in the end opening envelopes Mm -hmm. too right he says yes i noticed that
0: too i noticed And,
1: and so it's like okay that's that's really messed up right like it's it's, it's uh, workplace workplace control is uh yeah interesting topic i guess but um yeah all in all it's it's a good movie i'm happy to, you know this is the first german movie that's on the list because i think it's a good representation of what german cinema can be you know um like it felt like a lot of the lighting um especially like in the party scenes like in the beginning like the after party of that play like in mm. american cinema it would be more dim and darker and more elegant and you know but but this was just kind of brightly lit and not really like a cool casual party comfortable and like chic in a way no it's not that it's east berlin <laughs> right mm. like it's it's uh, but but it works um and yeah so i i enjoyed this movie i think it's a good movie how about you
0: yeah, I, I I absolutely love this. This is probably my f- favorite uh, German film of all time. And I've seen quite a few. Um, it's it's probably my best. Um, I've seen this movie a million times. And this time around was the first time I noticed that the guy sitting behind him was the same guy who cracked the joke. I never noticed that until... I watched it this time and I've seen this film quite a lot. But the point about his change is probably the weakest point in this film and I don't know why he changed. There's it's the unclear. I have a couple of theories. He may have fallen in love with the woman. Um but if he if it was that, you know, he, because he was staring at her quite a lot on on the day, you know, they went to see the play. He was watching her when they were making out in the back room, he was watching her everywhere. And he, the first night he listened to how passionate they were. He broke his, what do you call it? His rule of, his personal his rule of work by going to talk to her the night uh, she was supposed to see the the uh, minister again, Minister Hemph. Um, he walked and talked to her and told her that she was loved. The world is an audience. He used that cue several times. It's like I want to believe that's the reason why, but I'm not sure. And because I'm not sure, I don't know what made him change. And if I don't know why he changed his life so radically from being on the sucks uh, on the path to success to becoming, you know, uh, the guy who ends up being the envelope person. I can't really justify why he changed. And that's the biggest part of this. This movie, the strength of this film, is not necessarily the turn, but if you're not convinced by the turn, it becomes a lot more tricky because it's just going to be in the back of your head going, but why? Why did he turn? This guy was one of the best. Why did he turn? I, I think they didn't do a good job of showing why he turned. But I, I still think the movie is an excellent film. I still think this movie is high up in the list. And I think that the the very end, when he read that led dedication to him, because they were going like, okay, are they, is he going to, you know, when uh, the author was going uh, in the car and he sees him walking down the street, you know, you, the, the idea was, oh man, he's going to go talk to him. And it was like, nah, they said, let's not do the Hollywood ending. Let's do the real ending. And he wrote a book and dedicated to it. I felt, that that felt really, you know, satisfying to me. Um, I thought the movie is an excellent film. Um, I think anybody should give it a shot. Especially if you've seen the film, you can give it another look. I still think the movie holds up even after several watches. And I think the best movies actually feel that way. It doesn't matter whether you know the spoilers. If the movie is strong, the movie is strong.
1: Yeah, you bring up an interesting point, the ending. Like, I almost feel like it would work a little better if we start with him discovering or kind of doing what's trendy now, right? But where you kind of frame it properly, right? Where it's like, okay, he finds this out, and then we go back and kind of live through what happened, right? And then in Mm -hmm. the end, uh, I think that might almost work better a little bit. But, um, I mean, character motivation, I think... The thing that really kind of triggered it is just kind of the, the way he notices how um, the the minister and his boss are just kind of going haywire and, and using kind of the best for the party excuse, but it's really the best for them. Right? And they he sees them exploiting um, their power. And uh, I think there's there's a disillusionment to that, that is like okay, this is not truly, you know what what we were told, you know like a, so I I, I kind of get it, but like you said, I don't think it's fleshed out enough to like fully get it. He's a sympathetic character in a way, right? You kind of feel for you you do kind of root for him of like break out,
0: right? yeah. <laughs> so like,
1: um, but. Yeah, I, I think it could have used a little more fleshing out. I think the, the character that really uh loses out massively is um the Krista Maria character. Mm. Like you, you you have a lot going for her. But then she she also puts herself in front of like all the artists around her. Mm. right all her her community basically and her boyfriend and is she's in the forest often right and she is but it's also kind of an interesting moral question right it's like if you're confronted with years of of jail or you get a you could be an informant get a jail out of free you know get out of jail free card Mm. what do you do but i think like everything that led up to that Mm. Had me believe that she would not take the card, but she would, you know, just f- fall on the sword. But mm. she didn't. And then it's like that, that really made me lose like any kind of sympathy for her, <laughs> which is kind of bad because then when she kills herself, it's like, that doesn't hit that hard because she was kind of a jerk.
0: I I, I kind of disagree. You know, one of the things that I noticed in the film um was that at the very beginning the guy was passionately in love with her, um, you know doing all the passion stuff. Um, but as after he stops her from going the second time and you know they do that stuff, he starts to become in love with the movement. And if you notice, he starts to ignore her and he starts to make friends with all the other writers, they cut her off from everything that is going on. They're keeping stories from her, lying to her, uh, or even, you know, and she's out of that world. At the beginning, she was the center. In the middle, she was out of the world, almost like she was alone. And um, she had no one to confide in. Uh, She was not part of the club anymore. and even so, that, that scene where she goes in uh, and that one of the writers makes fun of her right in front of her boyfriend and they all laugh at her. Uh, that was, uh, it was pretty brutal to see, uh, especially given the fact that he was protecting her so much at the very beginning. So it became a situation where the truth is he, he had started to move away from her. Um, and, you know, at the very end, it became a scenario where, okay, um, do I live for him or do I live for myself? And I think that the truth about it is, I don't know. As long as, if you're not put in that position, uh, it's very difficult to come up with a realistic solution. But when you're put in that situation, uh, because he put her life at risk too. He never talked to her about the typewriter. If they had come in, they would have put, both of them in prison, uh, as she would be a collaborator. She never, he never respected her enough to give her a heads up about all of this. So I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just her. I think it's him too. Um, and I think that he had a problem. But I also think that the end was a, it was a reverse of the, f- the very first third of the film because at the very end he was surveilling him from the car. Um, and never spoke to him, uh, but he spoke to him through text uh, because that's how they communicated. They communicated, he communicated his life story to him through text. uh, All the lies that he put in for him in the notes, he read it, all of that in the text. And he communicated at the very end with him through text uh, by saying, hey, you're the one that, uh, you're a good man. So there, there, there are quite some deep, deep connections at that very end too. So.
1: Yeah. That's, that's my argument.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's an interesting point. I do want to point out there's one moment that I found very interesting. It's the moment where, uh, they, they try to test out if the apartment is bugged.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And it's, uh, they're, they're having this rouse that they're, they're telling a story of, Oh, you know, we're going to smuggle this person over, uh, in the car. And, um, Wiesler is listening in and he's like tempted of, like, um, you know, he's he, like instinct says, I'm going to report it. Right. And that would have shut that whole operation down. Right. Not necessarily. But he, he, well, it would have, right. Because then, then they would not have, no, yeah, have would talked not have, in the apartment anymore because they would have known that there was right? a bug there. Yeah. 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 So, but, but then he like for, on his perspective, right, he's doing the right, he's doing the good thing. He's not reporting it, but in actuality that is part of the big downfall. (laughs) Like he's, he's having an active hand in their, in their demise in a way, because he, he adds more and more uh, evidence to it and they feel more comfortable free speaking openly. So -hmm. I thought that was kind of an interesting um, conundrum, that he went through and then once he realized it, you know i think you could tell it's like oh miss you know i i i messed it up mm. in a way i guess i i don't think there's really a a, a lose or win right it had to reported it the had to reported the the smuggling and it was um not really a smuggling yeah then that operation would have been done so he would have lost but probably earned some cred maybe right you never know. It's hypotheticals. But, but I thought that was a very interesting. Just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind yeah. of a weird problem for him. <laughs> because you. he did... Yep, yeah.
0: Good. Yeah, absolutely right. I think that if he had done that, he probably would have ended up getting his career still moving forward.
1: Despite tanking the mission. Yeah. Right. He would uh, have yeah, it. it's... Yeah. It's very... That's like one of the scenes that... Um, Stuck out to me like that and the the kid in the elevator, and um, yeah, anyway, good movie. Go watch it, yeah, it's fine, yeah, it's right. kind of depressing, but like I said, it's it's it's. I, I'm wondering, like, there's this kind of the sense of um nostalgia, I think, mm-hmm. or you know, because it's like East you know there's like east in there in german uh, so there's kind of this this like romanticizing a little bit of that era but also kind of the weird like the bad things of that there's so many movies around just trying to people trying to flee mm-hmm. um east germany and the, and kind of the horrifics of that this felt so small in scale that um it was somewhat refreshing to not have that kind of cliched storyline of like people try to flee and it's kind of a a chase of like will they get them or not right it's more it's really more about um personal growth true and kind of criticizing your your regime and i think that's where the
0: the the directors got it
1: right because they they were
0: hyper focused on the personal growth stuff
1: yeah yeah Mm. next up my friend sunset boulevard
0: heard of this film I haven't seen it before so it's going to be quite interesting
1: I have seen the musical version of it there's a and musical there is t- yeah Andrew Lloyd Webber hello <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. um, so yeah Sunset Boulevard is next a 1950 classic ah the 1950 classic Sunset Boulevard <laughs> alright cool <laughs> but until then where can people find us you
0: can find us on x at movie mistrial on x and facebook and instagram you can reach out with all your questions
1: um and you can also send us an email at contact at movie and yeah x at us (laughs) or something yeah no x oh god explicit messages
0: please just exclamations um (laughs)
1: Of love. Of love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stay sane and healthy, people. Have a good one. Ciao.